Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Victoria Vertin. And I'm your host, Mikkel Snyder. So, we wanted to start this week off with kind of a moment of silence, because we have lost a lot of really influential people in our intersection of nerd spaces and black spaces and so we wanted to take a moment to just remember and appreciate Naya Rivera, Grant Imahara, and John Lewis. And now that I've saddened everyone, I wanted to start off my segment with something that was a little bit light because I I needed it this week for all of the reasons that I just mentioned. Lego has been working with Nintendo for a while now. I don't know if you remember, a couple of months ago, they put out the weird, like, Mario game where they had, like, this Mario brick head and you could make this little path and when he jumped on certain bricks, and by jumped I mean when you landed him on certain bricks it would do things and it was really weird and I ignored it because it was weird but they have continued this partnership and now they have made a Lego NES set which is the full on you you make the console you make the controller they give you a cord that actually fits to plug the controller into the console. You make different cartridges, and you make a retro TV set with antenna and a rolling screen so that you can actually roll, like, you can crank it, and it will roll through an entire level. And it also matches up with the other weird Mario Brickhead thing because if you set him on top, then it will play the Mario theme as you crank it. And I don't know how to feel about this. I I love Lego. Absolutely love Lego. And they have been doing this turn towards more display pieces because their main audience is, is getting older. Right, and and so now they have to appeal to this much larger range of Lego fans, and I think it's cool. It's coming out on August first. I don't think I would pay two hundred and thirty dollars for it. I just that's that's a lot for a thing that you build once, and then like depending on what friends you have coming over, either show it or don't. So, I don't know. How do you feel about this? I, I love, I love Legos. Every, everyone loves Legos. It, it, it's the representation of, like, infinite possibility with these tiny little bricks that if you step on, they just hurt a lot. I remember the, uh, the Super Mario crossover from a couple months ago. It was, like, really cool. Not really cool tech, especially, like, with all of the sensor type stuff. And, like, I saw this, like, Nintendo console and, like, retro TV 
And like the initial thought's like, this is the coolest thing ever. And then the second thought was just sort of like, I don't have shelf space, I don't have time, I don't have patience, I don't have I don't have two hundred fifty dollars to go to that <laughs> specifically. Um, I have that for groceries right now is is what that's yeah. for. Um, it's cool. I, I I think I think you brought up something that like never really registered and that like the Lego audience is growing up and is also like sticking with this hobby a lot more fervently than I think anyone anticipated. So like we're getting stuff of like the Lego movie which is appealing to like the younger demographics and stuff but then we're also getting things like Lego Masters a reality competition that we didn't really talk about because there wasn't much to talk about it was amazing Um, though I liked I liked episodes there were teams that I had anyways anyways, um, (laughs) they, they made some really beautiful set pieces every so often well alone that was my favorite part of the show but, like, the point stands is that, like, we've seen the LEGO audience expand in both ways, and, like, they're keeping up. And that that's that's unique in, in, in this space in a lot of ways, and that the, like, yeah, like, the LEGO audience is growing older, but they'll, they're still keeping that younger audience engaged, which is really cool. But they're also, like, saying, like, hey, 90s kid, we're gonna aggressively market this towards you. Have fun. And, like, that's cool. That's legit. I, I respect Lego for what they're doing. Legos are great. Like, we could just talk about Legos for the entire episode, but we, we won't do that. There's other news happening. So, Ghost of Tsushima released this week, but this is surprisingly not the most exciting samurai-related news to have come out this week, at least for me. Netflix announced that it will be adapting the long-running Yusagi Yojimbo comics by Stan Sakai. Um, the series is going to be called Samurai Rabbit, the Yusaji Chronicles, and the premise sounds a little bit like Samurai Jack, with the setting that mixes high-tech images with classic Japanese references, as a rabbit trains to become a samurai while making a variety of ragtag misfit friends along the way. Um, if you don't know, Yusagi Yojimbo is one of those, like, truly iconic characters. I guarantee you, like, if you see a rabbit that looks like a samurai it's it's because of it's because of him and it's great and it it's i've only read like a couple stories here and there over the years but like i love the character design i love the world and every time i see it i get really happy and the creator stan sakai is heavily involved in the series which is always great so like yes it's not a like true adaptation because it's set in the future with the cyberpunk type stuff but like i'm gonna go with it because this sounds cool and as Animation Magazine notes, uh, their art director is Kang Lee, who has a previous credit on Big Hero 6, which is a big yes in my books. And then 88 Pictures is doing the CGI, and they're currently responsible for two of my favorite animated series on Netflix that you can watch right now, Troll Hunters and Free Below Tales of Arcadia. So yeah, there is a CGI anthropomorphic rabbit samurai coming to your screen in the near future, and I think you should be excited. I am super excited. I did not know that this thing existed, and then you said cyberpunk and samurai rabbit, and I just, I expect a lot of cuteness and amazing, like, action scenes, and that is... That is wonderful. That is what I need in my life. And the production sounds amazing, so it hopefully it will also have that same kind of level of production quality. 
And yeah, this has all of the things, like it ticks all of the boxes. Cute rabbit, Samurai Jack-esque, cyberpunky, I'm, I'm in, I'm in. Netflix, Netflix has had a really good track record of its animated series, like especially in like recent memories. I just finished watching uh, Kibo and the Wonder Beasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've been con- Kipo, and I've been confusing that with Kubo of the two strings because right. they're right next to each other adjacently. <laughs> uh, but uh, Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beasts is this fantastic animated show. Netflix has been producing great stuff for that. And, like, that comes off the heels of She-Ra. That comes off the heels of Ultron. Like, they have a good track record in both Western and in Western animation. And then their anime division is also, like, great with, like, B&A and a couple other big ones. Food Wars is also there. Um, we can't talk about Food Wars anymore after the last time I tried to describe it on the show. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But... Anyways, I, I trust Netflix with, with their animated content, the live-action content. I wish they didn't cancel things, um, but what can you do? And with that, let's take a short break. We talk about Netflix shows a lot here at Black Nerd Problems. As much as we try, though, there's always a delay between our thoughts and what's on the screen. Wiretap has a solution for that. Wiretap is an extension that you can put on so that when you're watching Netflix, you'll be watching a movie or a show, and as you're watching, comments from other people will pop up. It's kind of like watching television with your friends, but they don't actually have to like be in the same place or time with you. It's a better version of live tweeting because you're not flipping between screens. Instead of going on Twitter to talk about what you've seen, you're staying on Netflix and you're talking about what you're seeing in real time on Netflix and other people will see those comments as well. You can start a community that way. I can see Nicole talking about uh, what she likes on Sabrina the Teenage Witch or what she doesn't like about Sabrina the Teenage Witch and I can like or not. Can you dislike? I'm not sure. Well, it's Nicole, so I'm going to like what she says anyway because that's Nicole she's never wrong. <laughs> I follow Omar, so I see all of his comments, and like I follow a bunch of the other people from BNP, so I follow like Mikkel and Brittany and a bunch of our writers, so when I'm watching a show, their comments will pop up. It's not flooded, though. Uh, when the comments pop up, it isn't like 16 at a time. It's who you want to see, and not many random people, unless those comments have been liked a lot, so some you might enjoy. It's kind of tailored to you, but there is an algorithm to it that doesn't uh, make it feel like you're being bombarded or flooded like on another app that we might not mention here, Twitter. Uh, (laughs) There's no bombardment with that. It's like pop-up video, except your friends are the ones who are popping up. Their algorithm is actually really, really good because there's a couple people who um, I have never met before, but like... I appreciate their commentary (laughs) and now I follow them and I can like thumbs up their comments and it makes sense. I'm like, I don't know you, but I really enjoy your humor. It's like when you're at a movie and in your head, you're like, yo, you shouldn't have gone through that door. I told you not to go through that door. Like you're commenting like that. It's like live commentary with friends about, well, that was a stupid decision. Let me tell you why that was dumb. And these, uh, well, I got, I got like what, 58 characters, 120 characters. Let me tell you why that was a stupid decision in 120 characters. It is really like watching a movie or show with a living room full of people, except like you can just legit be in your underwear eating ice cream because they're not actually there, but all of their comments are there. That's how I watch shows with people when they're here or not. That's not not what people do. I liked wiretapping Spider-Verse just because Omar and Brittany were in the movie with me. And that was like, it was really just legit like watching it with like people I like. I like watching anime and doing wiretap because... 
you're guaranteed more a more ludicrous thing will happen there. But like when it's something like maybe serious or like slightly dramatic, it's a fun thing to wiretap. I mean, uh, never have I ever, but that's a great thing to wiretap because uh, look, man, I don't know any minority that can call their mom uh, the B word and uh, still be alive the next scene. I don't know nope. about that. I don't know. I don't nope. know where they do that. I don't know what fiction that exists in because. Not, not in this time that I know, and I had to comment about that. There was a lot of things to comment on in that show. It's also validating, right? Because you'll be watching it in your house and just, like, looking around for, like, the other person. Like, yo, you, you hear her say that? And then I type it, yes, I did hear her say that. And this is why, and, and the fact that she's still breathing, that there wasn't a transition scene that was just black and her waking up in her room or still outside at nighttime is appalling to me. Nicole, how easy was it to download for you? I went to the, I guess, the Google store and downloaded the Chrome. (laughs) (laughs) I love when Nicole's talking about something. Even though she knows she's talking about, she'll have, like, that upward inflection. I'm not, uh, I think, I know I It was a long time ago. (laughs) It's memento, Nicole. (laughs) I don't, don't, listen, man, just get this goddamn program, man. What the, what are we doing here? easy to get the wiretap app all i have to do is go to like wiretap.co or go onto your google chrome and just download the extension from there i'm pretty sure that's right download it from there (laughs) it was easy that's all i remember i feel like that's the important thing it was easy it took me like less than a minute to download wiretap (laughs) there should be an upward inflection emoji why is there not an upward inflection emoji find out more about wiretap on their website at www.wiretap.co or download the Chrome extension from the Chrome Web Store. All right, so let's come back with a Jamie Foxx joint. So I have mixed feelings about Jamie Foxx in general, but for the most part, He is a great actor, and he has a new movie coming out called Project Power. I wasn't sure about this. It it has just kind of weird vibes. The trailer has weird vibes, but I actually think it's going to be kind of cool. So it's, it's got tropes of a lot of different movies that we've seen before, but done in a very kind of Jamie Foxx way. So it's got vibes of Taken, you know, his his daughter has been taken from him and is being exploited now, but also she's being exploited because of her superhero powers that they are packaging into pills and selling as drugs. So that's kind of, well, fun isn't the right word, but it is an interesting twist. And so not only like on his quest to get her back and to save her he is also toppling this drug cartel that has the potential to rule the country not just because drug cartels in general have a lot of power but also because they are weaponizing mutations and superhero potential so it's just a lot of different things i'm curious to see if they're able to to really balance all of those things because i could also see it being too many ideas all in the same place 
but I'm hoping that they can balance all of these things. And it does have a really nice lineup. So it has Jamie Foxx, obviously, but it also has Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who, if you are a 90s child, you know. (laughs) Um, And then a new one for me is Dominique Fishback, who, from the trailer, looks incredible. So I'm super excited about the acting in this. I hope they figure out the balance um, and they take down drug cartels and corruption and save the girl at the end. And it comes out at, sorry, it comes out on August 14th on Netflix. There's just a lot going on on in, in Project Bower. And like, I'm not going to lie, when I saw it because of the word project, I instantly thought it's like, what type of reality show is this going to be? Um, and then it wasn't a reality show. It was a superhero film. Or <laughs> is it? Dun, that would be dun, the greatest plot <laughs> twist in history. <laughs> Netflix, make this make this a reality. I'm mostly excited about this because I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt just as like a human and as an actor, and like he's just been in so many of like my my like top ten type films. Um, I think. His work in Brick is really phenomenal, and if you haven't seen Brick, it is this like film noir where he plays a high school student, but they all inexplicably talk like they're PIs in like the 1920s. It's by Ryan Johnson. It, it's fantastic. It's it's really weird because like the principal's like the chief detective in the scenario, and he's just sort of like, "I need you to find out who killed this lady." Joseph Gordon-Levitt's <laughs> character, and he's sort of like, "What's in it for me, old man?" It, it, it's, it's bonkers. And then, like, when I saw this trailer, like, specifically, it, it gave me vibes of Looper. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. In that, like, sci-fi, like, this is still grounded in reality, but there is that one broken rule twist where, like, in Looper, it's just sort of, like, there is time travel in the loosest sense of time travel. And then that was how, like, everything started, whereas here it is, like, there are superpowers that exist as drugs that last for five minutes. And that that's a weirder rule to introduce into a world, but, like, I got that same, like, hardline aesthetic one. So, like, this is still very much grounded in the sense that, like, this isn't super fantastical, but there is that one element there. And I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt does really well in those environments where he's able to, like, be Joseph Gordon-Levitt, his charming self, while also, like, getting to do, like, some, some fun stuff. Because, like, he was really good in Looper with a shotgun. I'm just going to say that. So, I'm just... Do you do you like Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Or I, I couldn't quite tell. <laughs> that... I mean, I mean... Joseph Gordon-Levitt versus Darren Chris. Oh, God, why would you do this to me? <laughs> why would you do this to me? All right, just put them both in a movie. Got it. I understand uh- now. I feel like that should have happened already. Has that not happened yet? I don't um, think so, but I, they could totally pull that off. We'll have to wish this into reality. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Darren Chris, Fedora's song. Done. That's it, actually. That's yeah. the pitch. Mm-hmm. That's great. Film noir musical starring those two. Someone hire us. <laughs> Stop the podcasting business and just go into musical production. It'd be great. So what have you got for our big ticket item? Well, so we, we talked a bit about Netflix, which always, always brings up the omnipresent giant of the streaming wars. And for better or for worse, the streaming wars continues to rage on in a brutal battle of digital attrition for digital dominance. 
And last week, for some reason, we spent so much time talking about the existence of Quibi. And this time, we get to talk about a new service that just launched, Peacock. Yes, NBC's Peacock has finally strutted its stuff this week with its peacock-free and peacock-premium tiers. I didn't mean to do the bit with the peacock, but here we are. Here we are, folks. Um, so, as Variety reports, peacock-free features movies like The Bourne Trilogy, The Jurassic Parks, uh, current NBC shows one week after air, a sampling of the Peacock originals, familiar comedies like Box and Rec and SNL, uh, familiar dramas like Monk and Psych, and even Hell's Kitchen, which I watch constantly and always for some reason. British men yelling is a common thing, who, who would have thought? And then Peacock Premium has the full catalog of originals like Brave New World and Psych 2 Lassie Comes Home, the Saved by the Bell reboot, which we've already talked about, so we don't need to do that anymore. And then it has all of their shows there, basically. Uh, some select works from DreamWorks. And then, most importantly for a lot of people, Next Day Access. And then there was also something about sports from Variety. I wasn't really reading that because I don't sports well. Um, just, it's not my thing. I'm not a sports fan, so we know this. It's a known quantity. Oh, just for a bit of comedy about the situation here. Um, some of the most popular movies pretty much showed up for like a fraction of a second in like the grand scheme of the meaningless time that it is now. Um, so Fast and Furious was on the surface for about 24 hours before it was removed, and then Evan Almighty didn't even get the full 24 hours and was pulled at midnight Eastern time when the service launched according to Variety as well. Um, so that, that that's the introduction of Peacock in, in all of its feathered, colorful glory. You convinced me to get Apple TV, and I've watched every single episode of Central Park and Mythic Quest, and I'll probably find more reasons to use that. So, like, convince me, or not convince me, because I really don't want to know her. Peacock, go. <laughs> um, I don't know how I feel about this. I will definitely be using the free part of it. Uh, actually, one of the things that I'm really, really excited about is that they are putting a lot of their shows from Telemundo on as well, and I'm always down for Spanish language. It has been a very long time since I had regular network television, which means that I haven't done novellas in a long time, and that's something that I've definitely been missing in my life. So I'm super excited to have a catalog from Telemundo. And also on the free version, I gotta say, one of my guilty pleasures is Shaws of Sunset, so I'm very excited for Shaws of Sunset. What is that? I've never heard of that. Oh, Shaws of Sunset is the Persian drama you didn't know you needed. So it is, <laughs> it is a Bravo title, actually. So think... Like, Real Housewives were in that genre of reality, like, over-the-top reality television. But they are all, it's like the second-generation Persian community in L.A. So many of them are immigrants, or their parents were immigrants, but they are, like, everything Persian you could imagine. And they are just wonderful and over the top, but they also, a lot of their drama, 
I shouldn't say that. A lot of their drama is just drama, but some of their drama is grounded in real issues of discrimination and religious persecution and things like that. And it's really interesting, to me at least, to see those kinds of issues that they deal with being juxtaposed with like, hey, I need to go on a gold run. Would you like to come buy jewelry with me? I find that just great and amazing. And it's on the free one. I don't know that there is anything on the premium tier that I'm like, I I need this and I need to pay for it. The Kelly Clarkson show just isn't really doing it for me. So yeah, I think I will definitely definitely go through all of the free version first. Although you said you said there were some sports things, they will in fact be putting out WWE things on the premium version that apparently some people care about because it invades our slack from time to time. <laughs> Every so often we'll get some wrestling memes that we vaguely understand. Yeah. I, I like NBC's slate of programming, but like right now, I can get it on Hulu in pretty much like the same same form. So like, I'm not seeing the impetus right now. Now that I've said this, I've cursed all of us to to a reality. <laughs> well, that's no longer the case. Yeah, for sure. But I'm not. I'm probably not gonna like invest in Peacock fully. But I would be lying if I didn't out myself as a Psych fan. And, like, I really love Psych when it was on USA. It was, like, one of those primetime, like, I need to watch the latest episode. I need to see the latest shenanigans those two are going to get into. And Psych 2, Lassie Comes Home looks really fun. I really love the first Psych movie. So, like, if nothing else, I'm going to get Peacock Premium just for, like, the free trial as soon as I know that has a solidified date. And I'm going to watch that. And then I'm going to remember to turn off the subscription fee. That's fair. Or who who knows? Maybe this will be like an Apple TV situation. Which is like, oh, wait, there's another thing I can watch. Oh, there's another thing. Like, that's how they get you is that, oh, the one more thing. And it's just like, For sure. I will never get Quibi, though. No. That, that can stay on yeah. the record. Never. <laughs> that brings us to the end of an episode of oh we had a lot of news this week over a lot of different things so we're gonna have a slightly longer than average speed round so all lightning round speed round whatever you really want to call it we're just gonna do headlines we're just gonna do snippets really fast so destiny 2 fans and in particular me got hit with a unfortunate but understandable news the much anticipated fall expansion beyond light is being delayed from september 22nd to november 10th and while there will be iron banners and festivals of the lost to fill in some of that time most of the guardians will be raiding in anticipation to wield the dark and two months has never felt so long before hurts every time I say it. Uh, The Hollywood Reporter has informed us that Wishbone is getting a feature film treatment via Oscar Award winner Peter Farrelly, who most recently did Green Book. The New Mutants, a movie which definitely exists, released yet another trailer ahead of its digital Comic-Con panel happening on July 23rd. And then Haikyuu, the manga, is ending its historic 402 Chapter 1 this weekend, thankfully. Karasunu will continue fighting in anime form this October, 
And then finally, we got the trailer proper for Lower Decks on CBS All Access, and I've been singing Blast Shield, it's a Blast Shield, it comes up and it goes down out loud and in my head, like, repeatedly since Monday. So, if you'd like to hear our thoughts on these topics or anything else in Nerd News, feel free to tweet us at BlackNerdProblems with the hashtag T-W-I-N-N. That was this week in Nerd News. Turn in next week for more pop culture. I'm Mikkel Snyder. And I'm Victoria Vertin. Please, like, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll catch you next week.